The following podcast is a She Did It and SydneyNanberg.com production. Welcome back to the She Did It podcast. My name is Sydney Nanberg, and I am the creator and founder of She Did It and SydneyNanberg.com, your self care and wellness resource with a twist, of course. My intention is to share valuable information, tips, and tricks to help you live a fulfilling life. I want you to come here looking for inspiration and leave with the tools you need to take on whatever it is you are going after. Thank you all so much again for tuning in, and if you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button and never miss an episode. Guys, this is all free and valuable content coming your way now four times per week. I'd also love your feedback, so go ahead and leave a review if you are finding these episodes helpful. I would be so grateful. So today we are talking about body image. It's such a common topic, but not one that's discussed enough. Eating disorders, negative body image, and negative self-talk are a reality that so many women and men around the world are facing, which is why I'm going to be breaking down negative body image and talking about how to improve the way we see ourselves with Sarah Grace. Sarah is helping people to redefine their self-worth and regain the confidence, power, and self-love that was within all along, which is why Sarah is the perfect person to talk about this topic with. If you have ever struggled with body image issues and want to learn how to take the necessary steps for recovery, then keep on listening and let's dive in. Hey everyone, I'm super excited for for today's episode, I am joined by Sarah Grace. Sarah's purpose and mission in life is to break the cycle of abuse and domestic violence in women, children, and families worldwide. She is helping people to redefine their self-worth and regain the confidence, power, and self-love that was within all along. And she's also the CEO and founder of Sarah Grace Coaching. So welcome back, Sarah. Thank you so much for being here, and I'm really excited for this episode. Thank you, Sydney. It's so much fun to get together with you and to talk about life and wisdom and our experiences. We have so much in common, but so much we learn from each other all the time. So I'm stoked to be able to talk again today about another topic we're passionate about and to really help your audience, you know, take their lives and move it forward, even if just one more step for today. I agree. We do really have a lot in common and everyone may recognize Sarah from our past episode that we did together on failure and how to let go of negativity. It was a really great episode. If you didn't, then check it out. But today we were talking about how to improve the way we see ourselves in body positivity. And it's really such an issue today and an issue that so many women and men face, but it's not talked about as much as it should be. And I feel like you and I can really empower people together to make an impact. And one thing that we both agree on is that Many of us forget that our bodies are there to support us, yet there are a lot of people out there who punish themselves due to internal issues. So you actually talked about humanizing our bodies. So I want to dive into that. What does humanizing our bodies mean? Oh my goodness. This is probably one of my very favorite topics and it makes me super emotional to talk about. Um, and I'm going to read you a quote in a minute that I found a while ago that made me cry the first time I read it. But you know, in my practice and in my personal life as well, right? Like my practice, the women I work with are women who have fight or flight symptoms. They have self-sabotage symptoms. And oftentimes they feel a lot of pain when they're trying to date, when they're trying to meet people, trying to function on a day-to-day basis. And they feel like their body hates them and they hate their body in return. Um, right. And, and, and what they're failing to recognize is that their bodies are really looking out for them and trying to protect them. And so with that in mind, I want to read you this quote I found, and it's the sweetest thing, and it makes me cry. So grab your tissues, because you're going to love it. (laughs) Okay. 
Um, it says, today I asked my body what she needed, which is a big deal, considering my journey of not really asking that much. I thought she might need more water or protein or greens or yoga or supplements or movement. But as I stood in the shower, reflecting on her stretch marks, her roundness where I would like flatness, her softness where I would like firmness, all those conditioned wishes that never that form a bundle of never quite rightness. She whispered very gently, could you just love me like this? I and love that. Me too. And I think the thing I love about that is we forget that our bodies are not just fat. Our bodies are not just too skinny, weird teeth, smelly breath, whatever, right? Our bodies are there to take care of us and to... You know, they're living, breathing organisms that provide us with an opportunity to experience life. And when we keep that in mind, you know, that our bodies get sick and fight for us. Our bodies, we get cut, our body heals for us. I think it changes our perspective from seeing it as an object, as a thing, but to something that's working on our behalf and trying to do the best it can for us. I agree. And I think that that's such an important reminder. You know, we only have one body and that body like you said it carries us through life but we don't always treat it with respect and the love that it deserves but when you realize that like your body is taking care of you and it's getting you through this life you do look at it from a different angle and you look at food from a different angle and like how you treat yourself and I think self-care is just it's so important and keeping these everything that you said in mind can help us to love ourselves more and even that quote too I feel like everybody should write that down or we can, I'll link it in the podcast notes, but it's, it's really true. And, you know, speaking of loving ourselves, I want to talk about eating disorders because it's a big problem today. And, you know, Sarah and I aren't doctors for everyone listening, but we do have experience and we just want to shed light on the topic. So, you know, I struggled with an eating disorder growing up. I would starve myself or binge eat. I would chew food and spit it out. And, I would look in the mirror and see a 300 pound girl when I'm really, you know, five foot three and like 120, 125 pounds. Body negativity is so real, but eating disorders don't necessarily have to do with food, you know? So I think it's just so easy to take out our internal issues on ourselves rather than actually facing them. And I also think that in in society today, everything is so photoshopped and edited. Like we can't accept ourselves for who we are. And like, understand like taking taking out our internal issues on our bodies doesn't help us to grow in the direction it doesn't help us you know feel fulfilled in life or find happiness and you know I guess it all ties into humanizing our bodies and taking care of ourselves but you know it's it's really important it's something that a lot of people don't want to talk about there's so many people out there that say eating disorders aren't even real you know and it's a problem No, you're so right. And I actually had a client who had an eating disorder and I don't know what necessarily it would be, you know, titled as, but she had gone to therapy for a while to, to work with it. And her doctor's goal was to get her to gain weight, which was hard for her to do. But when we were together, she was telling me how her eating disorder is based off of anxiety. And so she would shake when she was eating and she was so scared to eat in front of people. And so in our coaching practice, I never worked on her eating disorder. I just worked on her body image side of it. But as a benefit of that, of working on her body image and her self-love, she got to the point where she was able to eat a piece of chocolate cake in front of somebody and didn't care 
because she was so focused on talking to the individual and because she's so comfortable with herself at that point. And, and I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I want to know from your experience, but I feel like a lot of times, you know, women who go through, you know, this body dysmorphia and like these eating disorders and this anxiety, it's so focused from a place of like you were talking about wanting to re to be this ideal XYZ figure, this XYZ person that really we will never right. become because our bodies are so unique and so one of a kind. And therefore we end up like hating ourselves because we're comparing ourselves to something that's not realistic for us. So we are treating ourselves badly when if we only, you know, nourished our body with the food and nutrients and self love whatever it needed we would feel happier and more fulfilled and that would lead to us not caring and not and getting out of that comparison game and that's mm -hmm. interesting what you said about your friend and how when she went to therapy they wanted her to gain weight because it is really important like if you're dealing with anorexia and you're super skinny and like you you need to gain weight like you do but if you focus the problem is that food isn't the issue like the issue was the anxiety, like you said, and you focused on something with her from another angle, which really helped her. And if you just focus on someone, you know, with an eating disorder, and I noticed this in therapy too, um, you know, they focus on the eating disorder and saying like, you're not fat or you're not this. Well, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the anxiety or the deeper rooted issue that you need to work on to get through. And once you can get through that, you can then make progress and then you start taking better care of yourself because you're fixing the issue within. That's amazing. So for you and your experience, you know, what would you say was the biggest thing that helped you to get through your own eating disorder challenges? Hmm. The interview has flipped. <laughs> um, I love this though, guys, for anybody listening, Sarah and I have actually been on the phone now probably for like two hours. Like this, this episode just started, but like we've been talking about all these things. So her and I, we just like having like conversations. We decided that maybe we're going to do like a real talk with Sarah and Sydney, like every so often, because we have a lot of things to say that a lot of people don't want to talk about. Right. So we're going to do things differently. <laughs> um, my issue with the re my eating disorder stemmed from a lot of self-doubt and lack of confidence and anxiety due to bullying and constantly being put down by my peers. So I had just like no self-esteem and I just hated myself because everybody, I felt like everybody else hated me and I took it out on myself. And that's why I would look at myself and say, oh, I'm fat. I'm ugly. I'm this because I like was, I never felt like I was good enough. So it changed when I went away to college and I had kind of like a fresh start and, and I met new friends and I had new experiences and I got to kind of figure out who I was. And then when I moved to Florida on my own and I left school and I took my own path, I started to gain more confidence in myself. And I started to realize that I was capable of more than I thought. And that helped me more than anything. So going after what I wanted gave me confidence, especially when I started seeing results, like I felt happier and I wanted to take better care of myself. And it's always a work in progress. You know, that was only five years ago. And some, this is something that I've dealt with since I was like 12 years old. So it's, it's really a process like to get through it and a mindset. And in my opinion, and always remembering that when you are facing these issues, look deeper within because usually something else is going 
on. Like some days I'll have a really bad day and my initial thought will be, oh my God, I'm so fat. Like, and that's what I'll focus on when really there's another issue, you know? It really comes down to, I don't even know if this was your question, but I got over it when I started gaining confidence, but it's important to always go back to the, the internal issue and not focus on the weight yeah. and the food and, and, and those things. And, and I think that's how you develop a healthy body image, which is our next, you know, talking point that we wanted to discuss, but it, it's, it takes, it's hard. I think a lot of it has to do with just un, better understanding ourselves. And, yeah. No, I totally issue within. I absolutely agree. And actually, I went to therapy for myself for a while to um, heal from my own challenges I've been through in my life. And my therapist actually told me, he said, you know, um, you know, the symptoms you're going through, the symptoms you're experiencing right now, you know, these feelings of fight or flight and self-sabotage and all these different things right now, they're a symptom of something greater that's deeper within. And when you heal whatever that is deep within, that's when you can release everything else. So there's no point in just treating the symptom. We have to treat the root. And and that was the amazing thing with this client is that, you know, she grew up in an, in a home where, you know, she saw a lot of vanity. When she was a kid, she saw a lot of vanity from people around her, not necessarily in her home, but just in general, right? And, and uh, yeah. she decided that she did not want to be like that. Her parents said, do not be vain. And so you know, she went down this path of not really taking care of herself as well as she should have. And to her credit, she was trying to do the best she could as a kid, right? And then, you right. know, that kind of led her down this journey until finally, you know, when she and I crossed paths and we agreed to coach together, her first homework assignment was to do something that make her, made her body feel good that she didn't have to do every day anyways. And so for her, yeah. she decided to rub lotion on her body every day. And Throughout our coaching, she kept doing it because she loved it. And she loved how her body felt and how to make her feel. And, and then she started taking bubble baths. And then she, and then finally she looked in the mirror for the first time in 30 some years and, you know, things just evolved. But like you said, when you hit that root and wherever that root is, and we hit that, like we worked on her mindset, we worked yeah. on her along the way. But as we coupled that, you know, this belief work with new principles and new actions and new things to do, it builds upon each other and it adds up and it, and it transforms your life in major ways. And it, you know, it leaked into her, it helped her eating disorder, helped her relationships, it helped her with work, helped her with her health. It just bled into her whole life overall. I, that's amazing. That's incredible that she was able to get to that point because it's really sad when, when people can't, and it's, it's really hard because a lot of these issues are deep rooted issues, but when you start working on it, you start to have these realizations and then you start to do little things for yourself and that adds up. And then one day when you look in the mirror and you're like, I'm worthy and I'm worthy of loving myself. It's just like a, it's, it's amazing. And it takes, it just takes a lot of hard work to get there. And I feel like, you know, negative body image or eating disorders or body dysmorphia, whatever it is, like it's so common today. And, and but it's something that we can overcome, but it's also something that really needs to be discussed because it's interesting when you, I, I have some friends, they're absolutely gorgeous and they hate themselves and they think they're mm -hmm. ugly and they think they're fat. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Are you out of your mind? But at the same time, it's like, that's how they feel because of, it's really sad. And like, I feel like it's just something we need to talk about because so many people that you come across are dealing with this 
So like, how can we help people to make a change? And I believe that it starts with getting to the root of the issue. And for me, what helped is building my confidence and, you know, committing to myself, like committing, like following through on my own commitments to myself. For example, like, you know, journaling every morning, something as small Mm -hmm. as that it's or meditating. It's for me. It's something that's meant for me to help me internally. And when I follow through and I do it, I feel really good. And I'm proud of myself. I feel accomplished. And when I don't do it, I feel really bad. And I think about it throughout the day. So you don't have to start with all of a sudden you're this confident person. It starts with little things with making like making commitments to yourself. Um, And that will allow you to free up some negativity in your mind and to be able to then get deeper and deeper to the you know to figure out what the issue is absolutely I know I absolutely agree with that and then I'm going to add a counter angle to that from a different direction right Um, because sometimes it takes time to get to the root and and journaling is a huge avenue for that but sometimes it takes a little bit to get there and and I think there's a couple other things too that we can help us you know get by until we can get to that root and you know number one and I'm going to be frank, right? Like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I don't have any body image issues either, right? I'm a coach yep. that teaches on it, and I still have issues about it. But the difference is, what do we do about it, right? And that's the right. tools I've learned are things I use in my life. And so, number one, and this is going to sound so ridiculous, but I used to get anxiety over doing my eyebrows. Because I would look at my eyebrows every morning, and I had this don't even ask me where I came from, but I believe that my eyebrows are completely different shape and I still think they are, but I would have anxiety attacks about it. And so I would like redo my eyebrows like for 30 minutes in the morning before going to work and I'd have an anxiety attack all day because of it. It was the most ridiculous thing. But at that time- It's not ridiculous, it's real. It happened, you know, it's real for you. (laughs) Thank you for validating, but like, I don't, but I think, you know, what I learned from it was that we need to think less of ourselves in the sense of we see our imperfections. I see my eyebrows or I think my eyebrows are all wonky. No one else notices it. We just need to think less of ourselves in that sense, right? Let it go. Don't focus on it. Like, yes, you have imperfections, right. but so do they. Don't focus on it. Focus on your whole self. Who am I outside of that extra 20 pounds? Who am I outside those wonky eyebrows? There's few gray hairs, you know, that whatever it is. And then on top of that, something else I do is sometimes I'll be walking home from the Metro and I look in the mirror, like in the windows and my reflection to see like, just to look at myself, right? Cause I like my body and I, maybe it's vain, but you know, and sometimes yeah. I'll, I'll look and I'll see a couple extra pounds in my belly. And I'm like, my first reaction is like, Oh, I need to lose a little weight. But then I look at it and I'm like, girl, look at that body you have. You have this gorgeous Grecian body over here with these curves and you're so <laughs> feminine and so beautiful, right? And and instead of leaning into the negative, lean into positive and love yourself and realize that it doesn't mean you have to love your extra 10 pounds. That's not what I'm saying. It's okay to lose weight. It's okay to want to change yourself for the better. But I think the difference that comes from it is if I were to look at my body and say, oh my gosh, I'm fat, I'm ugly, blah, 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 blah. That's not going to help me get into healthier lifestyle habits. That's only going to cause me to go down this roller coaster of these cycles that are going to continue on for the rest of my life. But if I instead look at my gorgeous body and I see, yeah, I have a couple extra pounds I want to lose. All right, that's okay. I want to do that because I want to be 
I want to take care of myself. I want myself to feel better. I want to be healthier and make my life even better. Not from a place of hate and anger, but from a place of love and loving myself. And when you do that, you're able to tackle those things and it's you're able to make a long-term solution and you're able to do a love and compassion instead of from a place of like frustration and anger towards yourself. That's such good advice. And I feel like that's a really important way to look at it. And I think a lot of this has to do with mindset and like talking about your eyebrows, like everybody's got has their thing that they maybe dislike about themselves. But those are things that you see. Those aren't things that other people see. And there's certain things where if it's causing like an extreme amount of anxiety or stress, like maybe that's something to look into. Like, you know, if you don't feel good about yourself or about something, there are things that you can do about it. You're never stuck. But focusing on it, it's, it's like a vicious cycle. And the only way to make a change is to kind of take that step back and look at it from a different angle and look at it from a place of, okay, to me, this isn't perfect. Like I have the same thing actually with my eyebrows. Like I hate <laughs> my, I, I dislike my eyebrows so much. Like when I'm doing my makeup, like I redo them so many times. Like it's just like such a problem for me because I'm what? I confess really quick. That's why I get mine professionally done. Just saying. <laughs> so, so like, okay, well you're lucky you could get them professionally done because mine are like bleach blonde naturally. And like, they're very thin. So like it, I like watch YouTube videos on like how to like perfectly do your makeup, like in your eyebrows and everything. And it still looks like shit. And then I'm like, Oh my God, God what did I do? Like, I remember one time I came home uh, to Chicago to visit my family and my mom was like, or no, no, this, that was another time. Okay. So this other time I was FaceTiming my mom 15 minutes into the conversation. She goes, what's wrong with your eyebrows? And I'm like, what do you mean? Was like, she was like, why are they so dark? And I'm like, no one told me they were that dark. I guess I redid them so much that like, I maybe put a little bit too much on and my mom and I were la- and we, we were laughing about it because at the end of the day, it's like people don't pay attention to those things. And like, we are all beautiful for like our own, like unique, features and like if everybody was the same like that would be so boring as my mother says and like I just think like worrying about little things like that like it's just extra stress and like to me with my like for me with my eyebrows or like my nose is like a little bit crooked and I if I'm being real I had my nose redone when I was 16 but like it's still like kind of crooked and I'm so self-conscious about it and like I focus so much on it and then when I ask people like oh do you notice that half the people say they don't even notice it and if they do they're like oh it's not a nobody thinks about it it's an internal issue that we're and it, it's a confidence issue for me um and it's something that like we can all work on but it, the first step is to be aware of it and like to be willing to want to make a change yeah and side tangent really quick I never knew your nose was crooked so that just proves the point <laughs> like no one notices these things and and I think at the end of the day, right? Like our eyebrow issue, we're both bonding over our blonde and visible eyebrows. I love this. Yes. <laughs> and, and it's like, that's why I get my, well, mine haven't been done in like months now, but like typically I go and get threaded done and I get henna put on. That's what they do to fill them. Really? And so I don't, yeah, I love it. And that's what I do. So I, I don't have to stress over it. But at the end of the day, it's like, is my worth only based on my eyebrows? 
Is my right. work, like if my eyebrows make me unlovable, right? If my belly, these extra 10 pounds on my thighs, if that's such a nuisance to the society, is that really the sum of my worth that people wouldn't right. love me because right. of my extra 10 pounds? Like we need to step away from that because the people that that is a problem with, those aren't your tribe anyways. Your tribe is going to, let me just say, I interrupted myself in a sentence because last year I had an autoimmune disease and my poor girlfriend, I was th not to be too graphic, but I was throwing up every 15 minutes and she kept cleaning my bucket out for me and set it back down and kept doing that over and over again. Like if I was the sum of my body, she would not have loved me. Right. But she saw that I'm more than my illness, that I am more than my funky eyebrows. I'm more than my nasty hair. You know, I'm, I'm a human that's worthy of love. And I think that we all are. And that really at the root of it, like, and tell, correct me if I'm wrong, please, but I feel like at the root of these eating disorders and these body dysmorphias and body image issues is this unrealistic expectation for ourselves to hit that really yeah. is not even there. It's our own image. And the unrealistic expectations that are there, look at the quality of the lives, the people that really are living that way. Are they truly happy? Are they truly in relationships with people that love them? Are they truly living this great life? Or are they just focused on their physique and that's it? And if that's the case, that's not a life worth living, at least not in my eyes. I, I totally agree. And that like goes back to like when I said some of my friends, like they're so gorgeous, they're in such great shape and they hate themselves and they're not in good relationships and they're not in when they are, they're not in healthy relationships and they're, they, it's self-sabotage. And like, I look at them and I'm like, oh my God, they have so much potential. They're gorgeous. Like they could totally have a healthy relationship, but because they are constantly sabotaging themselves and they have this negative, negative, like vicious cycle going on in their minds, they're not allowing themselves to actually get what they want out of life. And that's not a way to live. And, you know, there might be some people, a lot of people out there who, you know, you know, because we're talking about body image and like physical appearances and everything that are gorgeous and have like a great body and whatever. And they're perfectly happy. And like, like there are people like that, obviously, but a lot of people today in our society, especially because of social media and magazines and comparing and all the editing and everything. And just like our, our it's just causing so many in, internal issues. And it doesn't mean you're going to be happy. Like your eyebrows, which look great, by the way, should not <laughs> give you anxiety attacks but like we're all entitled to feel the way that we feel it's just mm -hmm. what we do with it how we handle it, that we can move forward so what is okay so what does healthy body image mean to you oh man that's one that goes in five different directions for me so I'll try to bring it together in a way that's coherent um, okay we both know I like to go off <laughs> on like tangents so we'll see where it goes we love a good tangent love <laughs> I think for me it's a couple different, a couple different areas, right? I think number one, a healthy body image is taking care of myself. Um, you know, and that doesn't mean simply doing my nails all the time, right? That's not just what a healthy body image is to me and taking care of myself. It's more than just doing your nails, more than exercising so you can eat that burger, right? It's, do I need to go to bed early that day so I can rest and take care of myself? Right. Feel better tomorrow. Do I need to sever this romantic relationship with somebody because they're decreasing the quality of my life. Now I'm not talking side tangent really quick. I'm not saying break up after every argument. That's not what I mean. If it's a bad relationship, let it go. That's just clarifying. Yeah. Um, but like if it's de decreasing my quality of life, I think that's part of it. 
um, you know, doing things that make your body feel good. Like right now I have really calloused feet. So right now I'm working on lotioning my feet and taking care of them. Um, I am investing in nice products to help my body feel good and facials and shampoos and things like that. And, but in addition to that, you know, dressing myself in a way that makes me feel beautiful and look beautiful, but understanding that that's not a requirement for every day, that I am still beautiful if I don't have a perfectly matched outfit. Or I came in from like, I went out with a girl, like one of my girlfriends one night, we went and got dinner and we're talking about guys. And, and I came in and I was wearing like these like athletic shorts, but they're kind of like Spanx and a t-shirt. And he's like, did you just get out of the pool? And I was like, no, I walked around like that. It was hot outside. But I didn't care because I know that I am still me and I'm still worthy and I'm still beautiful regardless of how I look. You know, I know that healthy body image is, you know, also on the same token, not putting yourself above other people either. Because everybody, granted, we're all attracted to different individuals. So keep that into consideration. But everybody has something beautiful about them. And your body is not better than anybody else's. Yes, you may take care of it better. Yes, you may have different qualities or better qualities than other people. But at the end of the day, everybody's worth is equal. And so keeping that in mind and looking for the good in yourself, but in others as well. I agree with everything that you just said. And something else that's interesting that you brought up a while back is accepting compliments from others. Mm -hmm. And I want to know why you think people struggle so much with that and what advice you would tell someone who is struggling to accept compliments like how can it positively affect their mental health and and how they see themselves I think a lot I have a hard time accepting compliments from people because I don't necessarily believe in believe what they're telling me you know I work on it but what do you think why do people struggle so much oh my goodness I love this one it oh I could go so far with this one in so many different directions but I think Let's go. (laughs) Yes. I think people don't feel worthy and people are insecure and people focus on their negativity. So when I, here's an example, right? This isn't body image directly, but it did have to do with someone's body. I, I was walking to Trader Joe's one day and this lady had a shirt that like her button had popped open in the middle of her, like her chest on her shirt. And you could see her skin and her bra. And, and I walked up to her and I said, honey, do you know your, your shirt's open? She looks down and goes, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Why was she apologizing? There was no need to apologizing because she felt insecure because she embarrassed herself and she did something wrong in front of me. And and frankly, I don't know why she apologized, but there was insecurities. And I think it's the same reason why people, you know, they deny compliments and people, you know, someone says, Hey, good job on this. You know, the first thing a lot of people say, thanks, but because they're focusing on what they did wrong and they're cutting themselves down so that they feel worthy of how they feel worthy of themselves. And they want, and people don't necessarily think this and don't necessarily say it, but what's really going on is when someone walks up to you and is like, hey, Sydney, your hair is on point today. And if you say, hey, like, thanks, but do you see all these split ends and like these flyaways and like, you know, these curls back right. here that won't go away? That's really just saying, hey, I'm insecure about these things. And so I'm telling you these insecurities because that's all I can see. And that's all you're focused on. And so you're detracting the compliment. And in effect, you're ruining, in some ways, ruining the compliment altogether. Because now the person doesn't see what was great. They also see what was bad when they never even saw that from the beginning. 
So how can someone who's struggling, you know, know, to accept those compliments, how, what would you, what advice would you give them? Couple things. I think there's two big things that come to mind and there'll probably be more as I'm talking, but the first one is say, thank you, period. Nothing else. Say, thank you. Or thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's kind of you and shut your mouth because that forces you to accept the compliment and forces you to confront the feelings that are coming up and, and eventually that practice will become easier to you. So that's number one. Number two, doing affirmations. Um, writing on your board or on your mirror. For me, I have affirmations on my mirror. Some of them are body image related. Some of them are relationship related, business, money, everything. But affirmations that talk about things you want to believe about yourself, things that people say that are true, things that you know are true, but you're struggling with, you know what you need. So write those down on the mirror or somewhere you will look at it every single day, multiple times a day. Because even if you don't read it every day, just glancing at it will remind you. And and these reminders and these beliefs that are on your mirror that you're looking at will slowly begin to ingrain in your mind. And so what happens is when you take these beliefs that you want to ingrain and you look at them every day, you read them every day, you glance at it and you're reminded of them every day, your brain starts changing. Your brain starts molding. And so these, these neural connections before that said, hey, your hips are too fat, right? Your butt is too jiggly. You're, which I don't know if that's really a bad thing, but you know, your hair (laughs) is too frizzy. Your eyebrows are too bleached, you know, whatever. Your brain's going to let go of that and say, Hey, that booty of yours is delicious. That curly hair you have, that's beautiful because that's what you're telling yourself. And then these, these beliefs will fuel your thoughts. And so when you look at your hair, you're going to start seeing that arm do you thought had a little bit of like jiggle on it? And you'll be like, these arms are strong. They're powerful. You know, this, my eyes are gorgeous. These things you want to believe in, and that'll fuel how you act. And then that'll, your actions will change and what you expect from people will change and what you tolerate will change. And this cycle will continue to reinforce itself. And, and it's not going to happen overnight. It takes a bit, but as you work on it, eventually you're going to get to a point where this starts happening. And then you're like, wait, wait, wait. My butt does look good. I've been thinking this this whole time. But it's yeah. all. And it, it just changes yeah. over time all on its own. I totally agree. And I'm a big believer in affirmations myself. With Because a lot of people are like, okay, great. You repeat the same things to yourself every day. Like that doesn't really work. That doesn't help you get to the root of the issue. But like I think in it, affirmations in addition to everything else that we have discussed and all the advice that you have provided that's how it works you have to work on the affirmations while also taking care of yourself and like accepting the compliments and you know doing little things each day for yourself and following through that in addition to affirmations is really powerful and you know I I have my own affirmations I say to myself every single day I can and I will like simple things like that that I always repeat to myself and I'm also a big believer in the law of attraction so I believe that if you want something you can attract it into your life but I think people get confused by affirmations like I said it's not just saying positive things to yourself and a lot of people think that was the law of attraction it's way deeper than that um something else that I do a few little tricks to get specific is putting affirmations wherever you can so like you said on your mirror I actually used to have them up on post-it notes throughout my apartment before when I was in college um now that I'm living with Pedro I don't do that but 
I do have them in my phone and my journal and they're just easy reminders. They're so positive. So if you could put post-it notes up somewhere or like even in your journal, put the post-it notes there. It's fun to do. It's easy to look at. And something else you can do is journal about what you love about yourself. This is something that I do every so often. Like if I'm having a really bad day and it's important to be consistent with this and not just do it when you're having a bad day. So I am consistent, but like if I'm having a really bad day, I will make a list and you know, it's not a band aid or like covering up an underlying issue, but I just make a list of the things that I love about myself and I look at it and I feel better. And again, you should still work on the issue, but these affirmations are going to fight that negative self talk over time. Like Sarah said too. Absolutely. No, I, I love that. Um, and I think when people want to get to the issue, there's yeah. so many avenues out there, right? There's self-help books that help. You can go to therapy, you can go to counseling, you can go to coaching, um, you know, and, and everyone has different price points of things they can afford. And, you know, nutritionists, there's personal trainers, there's so much out there, you know, but one of my favorite tools that's perfectly free you can do it on your phone. You can do it when you're, I feel like I'm Dr. Seuss now. I was about to start rhyming, but like, you know, you can do it on the phone. You can do it and work on lunch on, you know, the Metro, whatever in your journal, but start asking yourself, why, why am I feeling this way? Why is this a problem to me? You know, understand that, understand, you know, if this were to change, what would that mean to me? You know, what does it mean that I have this belief about myself? So for example, so it's a little bit more tangible, you know, if I'm focused on my eyebrows, you know, why does it bother me that my eyebrows look like this? What does it mean that my eyebrows are basically clear and they're weirdly shaped, right? <laughs> what would it change if I let go of that belief? What could I do to handle this? You know, if I could change it, how would that make me feel? What does this say about me? What does this mean about me? Asking all these questions helps you get down to the root of seeing, okay, what is the real problem? And oftentimes the problem isn't that my eyebrows look bad. It's what we talked about earlier. It's just like that belief of I'm imperfect. I'm unworthy. I'm unworthy of love. People will think I'm weird or, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And so you're trying to cover it up by fixing it. And so that's like the next step I would say after, you know, you do these affirmations, things we've talked about is dig into it and dig into that journaling and then explore around. And eventually the waterworks will start coming. That's when you know you've hit it. Honestly, well, you, you nailed it. I feel like that is so true. And all we have to do is take the first step in the right direction and do, do one thing. I'm a big believer in just doing one thing, like start with one thing. If you are unhappy right now and you have negative body image issues or you have an eating disorder or whatever it is, and you want to feel better, start with one thing, take one step in the right direction and it will be challenging but it will be rewarding and you'll be able to look back and be like, I'm so glad I did that. And as you continue taking steps, you will continue to feel better and better, but it takes work and it takes time and you just need to start. So true. And it's never too late to start. It's scary. No. It's scary as hell it to do, but there's that little meme. I think you and I like post it all the time. If not, we should, <laughs> but it's like, there's this meme of a circle and it talks about what is like your comfort zone. And then like the learning area, then like this, this keeps expanding out. And so it's like, well, yes, here's yes. where you test it. And then here's where you're learning and you're growing and trial and error. But then here is where you really take off and your comfort zone to where you really take off is far apart. And you have to be willing to let go of these 
fears, let go of these concerns and face it head on and just do it anyways. And eventually as you keep doing it and keep working on these things that Sydney and I've talked about, like your mindset will start shifting, your beliefs will start shifting and everything will start lining up and kind of with the law of attraction, you have a belief and you do the work to get there. And then you work through your right. mindset, you will get there and you'll look back and be like, oh my gosh, I did it. But it takes all three of those components for you to get there and to actually make it happen. Yeah. And it's really powerful once you start doing it. And it's like, if you want to feel better and if no one wants to feel like shit, if we're being honest, no one wants to feel bad. So if you really want to feel better, if taking that first step is hard, that means you're doing the right thing. If you start to get really anxious and you start to get really scared, that means you're getting better. It might not seem like it, but doing something different than what you're already doing is going outside of your comfort zone and feeling like shit at the moment. If you do have that negative self image, I mean, that's your comfort zone, unfortunately. And in order to get to a place where you're like Sarah said, where you're, you're happy and like, you feel good about yourself. You have to feel anxious and scared and all of those emotions because that will pass and you will be so grateful. Absolutely. And, and I have to say really quick, like talking about the whole eyebrow thing again, that's like obviously our focus of the podcast, right? Just kidding. This is our theme. Eyebrows are, <laughs> I wasn't yes. expecting it, but like, that's another thing we have in common. <laughs> Absolutely. Little did we know. But you have great eyebrows. You have okay. great eyebrows. Thank you. <laughs> They're not trimmed up right now. I probably should, but whatever. So Sarah, this has been so amazing, so valuable, so insightful. Thank you so much for being here again. I'm really excited to continue doing more episodes together. We obviously have so much to talk about. Um, so we're trying to keep these episodes a bit concise so, so that we can talk about many topics. But would you let everyone know where they can find you? I'll link all of your information in the podcast notes. But for those people who don't look at the podcast notes, this will be very, very helpful. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't have my website up yet. Um, I'm working on that, but I have a couple social media accounts. Um, my Instagram is Sarah Grace coaching. Um, that's my Instagram account. And then on Facebook, you can find me under Sarah Grace, or you can go to my coaching page, which is Sarah Grace coaching. Um, I'd love to have you there. And if you want to, you know, join my group, and be with a group of women. My group is actually called a Phoenix at heart. And this group is for women who are trying, they, you know, they've, they've gone out of these domestic violence, not these abusive situations, but they want to, you know, really do the work and invest in themselves um, to, you know, get to the next, next spot in their life, whatever that looks like, you know, to learn to trust men or whatever. Um, and we cover body image as well, but, and just to clarify that group is free. So I'm not like, promoting my group but that's a place you can go if you want to be in a group of women as well so um those three platforms are the best for me and then my website will be tbd for hopefully just the short-term future and you guys should definitely go and join sarah's group it's really great she has such great insight i see her posts all the time and i'm always so inspired and sometimes i like, like send them to my friends because i feel like they could really read them. <laughs> so go and join her group. And thank you so much for being here today, Sarah, and being open and honest about this topic. And I think this was really powerful. And I'm really, really excited for all of our future conversations to come. For sure. And thank you again, Sydney. It's a blast as always. <laughs>